You're listening to the PBE Podcast Network. Be sure to subscribe to the feed on Spotify, Pocket Casts, Anchor, or wherever else you listen to your podcasts. You don't want to miss any great audio content from the pro baseball experience. Now let's get on with today's show. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Kit Calls. I think this is episode seven, but I'm not fully sure. Um, So that one week, well, we did two. Um, Anyway, this week, it's a special edition because we've got a bunch of people that were drafted by Kashima. One of them you'll already know, to be fair, um, was probably the worst kept secret the entire draft, which is um, Crazy Katie Cat or Benito Alomar. Um, then we have Infidel or Chloe McCarthy, who went in the fourth round or fifth. I can't remember which because we had a little block um, where everybody went, and I can't remember if we drafted you in the the last pick of the, the first pick of the. Fifth or the or the one of the middle picks of the fourth. Uh, yeah, I think it was the first and the fifth. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I'm not sure, but anyway, that's that. And then we've got power. Um, we got we also we've also got power. Um, Loet Joe, I think that might be pronounced. I'm not sure. Um, and they went in the t- second round. Um, to us so. Uh, Hello, everyone. Hello, everyone. So, obviously, like, some of you lot have not been on podcasting and some of you have, like, Kit and me. Um, Do you want to take a minute to explain um, about yourselves, Power and um, Infidel? Yeah, what do you want to know? I mean... Uh, I'm gonna... Just a brief outline, yeah, brief, brief, a brief, little brief thing of who you are and stuff. I'm just some old guy that spent a lot of time in the SHL. I have a bunch of friends that play in the PBE, so I decided I'd give it a shot. Um, I'm not going to be straight up. I'm not the biggest baseball fan in the world, but it's one of those things that it, it's fun, it's exciting, and I decided to try something different for my player, so... Uh, that kind of just how Chloe McCarthy came around, and Chloe is uh, my doggy's name, which is why I picked it. Um, so you said you're not a big baseball person, and trust me, I can say one thing: is that's never going to stop anyone. I mean, if I can get a job in management, um, with with coming in with my knowledge of baseball, genuinely being, I know that there is a person who does the bat, and there is a person who throws a ball. Um, I want to be the thrower and then creating a person who was a batter by accident. Um, anything's possible. <laughs> so knowledge of baseball genuinely, luckily, doesn't be need uh, isn't needed for this league. Um, I think that um, Edge coming in as someone like that, you've got more. Um, like, so one thing I I don't have to worry about um, compared to some other people, which it might be same for you is. When people look at the stats, they might see bad stats and be like, oh, that's really upsetting. But I don't know about you, um, Infidel, but when I look at bad stats, um, I'm just like, well, I don't know what any of this means, so I can pretend they're good. Yeah, it kind of works that way, especially not knowing what the stats are. So I'm just like, hey, look, they're numbers. I guess numbers are good. I like to pretend. I like to pretend that's what we're doing at the beginning of the season when my um player at eleven ERA. I'm like, well, higher it is. Clearly, it has to be better. Um, but yeah. So, luckily, I will say, luckily, your, your knowledge of baseball is something that you'll learn while you're playing, and um, it's not massively required. Luckily. So, how about you, um, Power? Uh, well, I don't know what I have to say, but first of all, I just uh, a little bit disclaimer. My English is not very good because I'm from other part of the world. Um, I, will, uh, I, will, I will say one thing is, and this is for you as well, Paul, which you'll... Um, I, I've never had a problem with people from um, different parts of the world when, you know, they've said, oh, my English is not great. 
it then turns out they've got better a better grasp of the English language than I do. Um, so I wouldn't worry anyway. Um, the it, it's quite it's quite um um it's not something that's really going to be able to pull hold you back in this kind of thing, um, because it's just a bit you know um conversational. So, but basically, just um if you want to say something like how you found the PBE, um why you joined and who about who a bit about who you are. I found out about uh, PBE, I think, when I scrolling about the subreddit OOTP. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, uh, honestly, I just followed baseball recently, only like two years ago. Mm -hmm. I've always been a soccer fan or football, if you like. So yeah, but when I knew about baseball about two years ago, I just really love it you know the 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 numbers the stats i just really love love that so um i would ask you for that, but oh, you can go you can go okay um i can't is kate talking i can't is kate talking oh i think he's picking my voice up Anyway, so let's try and get back on topic. Well, I don't know if Kate's trying to um, work out what's going up with a mic for a minute. But um, so what I'll ask then is, um, Infidel, do you have a favorite baseball team in real life or do you just not follow it at all? Oh, Jesus. I'm sorry. That was my wife. Uh, <laughs> I turned the mic on just as she did that. Um, I grew up a Pirates fan. In fact, I grew up outside Pittsburgh, so I'm, I'm a, I was a Pirates fan. Uh, I still follow them lightly, but it's it's hard to follow a team that's constantly and consistently that bad every year. Hmm. But one thing I do like to say is when I see a, a good young player getting into the Pirates, I get excited to see them in somebody else's uniform in five years. Oh, so you're basically the same as me with football then? Yeah, probably. I get really excited when I see a good young um, player coming through for Sheffield Wednesday, and then all of a sudden I'm like, "Well, they'll be they'll be in a good place five years, or they'll end up retired." Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> they'll end up they'll end up at one of the top end clubs, or we'll not hear about them again. Um, right, exactly. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so that so about you, Power, because you mentioned that you've only been following for two years and. Is that the MLB? Is any? I know you mentioned to me that you follow the, um, the NPB. So like, did is it easier to get NPB games over MLB, or is it just? I'm I'm gonna guess it's more like it would be for me, where it's just impossible to get either. Uh, actually, it's easier to watch uh, MLB because I think NPB they only broadcast it in the Japanese TV. I think. Hmm. Yeah, uh, for my favorite team, I uh, I think it's Boston Red Sox because my favorite soccer team is Liverpool, and they share the same owner, John W. Henry. Oh yeah, I remember that now. Um, see, for me, it's really weird because I watch baseball, but I never got into MLB. Um, I never thought of like there's any point because by the time you know MLB um, MLB starts playing. It's like four or five o'clock in the morning, so unless I'm having a late day up, I'm probably not going to be up. And so I decided to forego even watching that. Because um, the way that I started watching baseball is I originally were going to go um, watch, so it's going to go teach in Japan. And I was going to teach in two areas, um, one of two areas. One was Hokkaido near Sapporo, so I decided to start looking into that area and I found out the. Sapporo, um, which is just called the Hokkaido Fighters, and then the other place I was going to live, surprise, surprise, is Kashima, um, which I think is pronounced Kashima. Um, I mean, I could look it up because the way that the language is broke down is is if you know bits about language, like I don't, it'd be easy to work it out. But um, Basically, um, so that's how I got into it. So I went, um, I didn't end up going to live in Japan for a bit. Um, I didn't, I decided to just keep watching Kashima. I didn't go, let's go and 
try and follow a um, American um, team. Uh, so I, I really found that. I remember trying to watch, uh, I think it was a Padres game once, um, and it was on like at 6 a.m. in the morning, and it was after a draft, and I basically just drank a load of caffeine, so I just couldn't sleep. Um, and I was doing a load of compendium work, and it was just like, fuck it, I'll just keep staying up. Um, I have no idea what happened that day. I mean, what is the Padre? What are Can the you hear me now? Yeah, but your, um, um, what's it called, off? Alright. Um. So yeah, that's it is what it is. It's um. So that yeah. So that, that that's both of you. So you said you're a fan of Liverpool. Um. Congratulations on having probably the most likable manager in the world. Um, oh yeah, we're, we're very lucky to have him. <laughs> yeah, I don't like because I'm I'm a Wednesdays fan, so that's um, um, Championship. I don't know if you know that it's just lower league to. Premier League, um, and their uh, their manager is basically getting us relegated this year um, to League One because um, he's not very good. And Klopp is great; um, he's just always positive, and I love that. Um, so let's get on to the draft. So uh, while Kate's still trying to fix her mic, I'll get on to. The person who went after Kate um, in in terms of people in here, which is Power. Um, one of the things I wanted to say, Power, is I noticed that you started writing some J. You wrote a JPT um, about wanting to come to Kashima, um, and I was wondering, um, was there any reason for that, or like, not not like in your you know, character story, but was like. Was that just a character story thing, or was that like a genuine thing that you wanted to come to Kashima? Um, I don't know. I think I've always loved the Japanese sport, so yeah, I just made it made a story for my character to you know to from Indonesia playing in the minor league in the J- Japan, and I think it will be perfect to you know to have a favorite team in Japan, and luckily we have Kashima here in PBE. Yeah, one of the things that you, I don't know how much you know about Lee, because I know you joined this year, is um, um, Kashima is very new. Like, last year was their first year as a team. Um, so, it's the first, that's the last year, the first year that we actually got a team outside of the Americas. So, I'm still, to this day, shocked that <laughs> we were able to get over here. Um, um so so yeah, so it's more of a um, more of a story thing, um, which I get. I mean, my character's from Japan, um, so that's one of the reasons why I decided when I was making a team. I actually have applied for a um, expansion team about seven times now. Um, I'm, I'm exaggerating that. I think it's more like three. Um, and when I uh, got to this one, I already made this team exactly this team for a different league. Um, uh, just for fun and when it came to it i was like oh so what can i do and i started thinking about like different designs and stuff like that and then when i realized oh wait this is perfect this idea is perfect um which was making um this kashima team for this other league and then when i made it i made the you know the main logo the k um yeah, like, like an altern- yeah that was an alternate logo i made that's one of the reasons too, I think, why I picked Kashima because you guys have a really cool jersey. Um, interestingly enough, what you might not um know, which is this is for both people, I've not explained it to because I have these people people coming from going, well, the color scheme's a bit off, or like I like the color scheme, but and the the idea, but I don't like it being in this place called Kashima, um, Kashima, um, and the color scheme. Um, have to be together because the colour scheme is of the flag of Kashima um, and Saga, so it's basically a blending them both together, so I don't think it'd work without that um, so that, that's my kind of thing um, so I originally, like I was saying created the K um, as a third jersey for a hockey team and when I made that, I was like this is this is a perfect way to go oh no, look, I didn't make the K um, no, I made a thing that said Kashima going across first and the K was like a shoulder patch 
And when I did that, I was like, this is perfect for a baseball team. So I made it up as a mock for a joke. And then expansion came along this that season. I'm like, you know what, I'm going to apply with this. They're not apply with this, but I went and applied with some of my older designs and said, but these aren't guaranteed. Because I feel like if I went in um, and applied with Kashima, I would have been more likely to be rejected as a GM than if I went in with my old ones. And then when I got the job, just go like, yeah, this is the one I want. I can explain every bit detail on why I decided to go this route. And we've got it, and I'm happy we have, because I do think we've got, personally, I think we've got one of the best designs in the league. Um, because, like I said, it's something that I've spent out um I was spent days when I made the original team looking into the culture, um, the history and stuff around the area of Kashima and um and stuff like that. So like for for example, we're called the Kitsune or the Foxes, and that's a reference to an Inari shrine that's in the city of Kashima. And an Inari, if you don't know, is like a, it's a mythical fox, same with the Kitsune, but like that's why we're called the Foxes and stuff like that. Um so, so it's basically it's, um, me tying it all back to one area, um, and that's why I decided Kashima and stuff like that. So that that's good. Um, so we, um, um, Chloe, was there anything? Did you want to go somewhere else? Were, were, I know you went inactive, so. Um, yeah, yeah, I kind of went inactive. I wasn't sure what I wanted to do with the league. Um, I will say that knowing the few people that I do know in the league that are on specific teams, I think. Um, I definitely lean more towards the rebuild, so I probably Kashima was top of my list if I had a, to make a choice on that one. I'm, Just I mean, because I, I feel like your... I could come in and make an impact a little sooner. I did have I do have your scouting reports though, which is great. Which is just why aren't I on the team yet? Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I, I had to keep yeah. it simple and, and and easy for me. Yeah, it's just why am I not on the team yet? Um. Cause like I'm gonna say like with me I had um um I I had been looking at that for a bit and I'd worked out I had I basically what it is is with this team we had basically set positions of everything we needed um we had we had a shortstop missing we had a two B missing we had one more starting pitcher missing and then oh. Excuse me. Beautiful. Um, um, there's dust. I think someone's having a fire, so sorry about that. Um, like, I'm, I'm asthmatic, so like that always starts my nose off and like that. Is, so if you hear me breathing badly, uh, it, I think they're having a fire next door. Um, so, where, uh, so yeah, like I was saying, so we needed a 2B, uh, short stop. Um, we needed another starting pitcher, a relief pitcher, and by the time the draft had actually started, we needed a catcher. Um, something that people might not have known um, is the actual catcher trade. So, like the one where we got uh, where we moved Harvey over to New Orleans, happened after we drafted Kate. So that sort of would, in my opinion, anyway, shows one thing: we actually weren't looking to trade Harvey originally, and we were just going to work it out later. Um, but I think a lot of people, when they saw the Harfie trade, this is why, in my opinion, I wish we kept it, you know, um, um, till draft day, um, as in, like, the actual announcement for it, because I feel like as soon as that trade went up, everyone sort of clocked on, right, they're going for Kate. Um, but, yeah, um, one thing I will say to you, Kate, is how many... Did you have any people... Um, message you asking about coming to Kashima? No. Uh well, I had one. Yeah, I had one. You had one. Um most Yeah, most of the people that messaged me before the draft were just scouting me. Yeah. But yeah. I had about 8 or 9 people um maybe uh, just being like you're getting Kate aren't you? You're getting Kate aren't you? You're getting Kate aren't you? And it was just me just being like okay. Um I can't I can't confirm or deny, but it but I'd love to have Kate on the team. This was like my way of trying to say I can't say yes or no, but I would love to have them on the team. Like 
Um, like that was my way of trying to do it because obviously I'm not going to lie about it. I think people could easily tell due to the fact the amount of podcasts and stuff we've been on together um, and stuff like that. Um, and he always found that interesting. And we're both, we, 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 we both um, speak quite a bit um, and stuff like that. So next um, I'm going to say is... Are any of you shocked about your positions? I'll start with like power on this one. Um, are you shocked about uh, where you went, power? Sorry. And like, do you know in the draft, like um, you went in the second round, and I want to say twenty eight. Um, are you shocked um, that you went? Um, do you, do you think you went too low, too high, anything like that? I don't think so. I think I wrote uh, uh, like a, two weeks ago about my prediction of my player. And I think I wrote that I predict that power will be end up in the third round or fourth round. So yeah, I think it's uh, above expectation for me. Well, the thing is, and I'll, I'll let you into some little things here when it comes to scouting. Um, so when I saw the fact that you'd wrote something about the um you know wanting to play in Kashima and and it was the way you responded to certain questions um i really got excited uh, um i got really excited for how you responded to some of the questions like um uh, this is no fault to anyone else um, who would answered questions but we got some, i asked some questions essentially to every every draftee and the way you um, responded to him just made me feel like you wanted to play for us because like so like the basic response was yeah i want to win a i want to win a world series i want to do this this and this and the way you responded to him was i want to win a world series with kashima i want to do this with kashima so it's like oh this is someone who clearly wants to be here. and then seeing that and i was really excited to be to uh, oh we need a shortstop um you're a shortstop you've got around 270p i think when i looked um so like this is a person i can build with and we can keep going forward with that and that could solidify this position we need and when i saw that i was like this is great uh, they're an ex dillo um which i'm an ex dillo myself not as etsuko but as manto my co-gm's an ex dillo they used to be manager of it so um there's a lot of connections to dillos as well so like it's one of those things where I really excited to see you there. Was it uh, 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 um, what position you went to? And I was like, okay, this is easy for me. We need this position. This person looked interested for you, so they were like, yeah, we're gonna get you. Um, so for you, Chloe, are you are you shocked you went in the fifth, or did you think you dropped lower because I thought I was gonna drop way lower than that, considering my complete lack of activity and doing much of anything. On the forums and Discord, to be honest with you, well, uh, yeah. I, I mean, I'm not. I, I think part of it might be the fact that, despite you know the the little TPE that I have, I, I did actually have some pretty um, decent stats um, with the 66ers this season. So I think that might be a part of it. Um, thing with what it all with me is, I saw it when I was getting to that point. Um, so uh, in in a row, I got you. Uh, not in any particular order. I got you. Um, I remember getting Ken Wheatfall and Dan Motion. I think they are. The, the Dan King, sorry, was Motion. Got those three in a row. And basically, when I was looking at it, I was thinking, well, there might be one or two people here who are still active, are potentially active. And when I saw you there, I thought, well, I, at the time, I actually didn't know you were inactive. Um, so when I was talking to you that day, like the other day before the draft, um, and you went, oh, yeah, I'm inactive. I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> try, and <get> <laughs> you in, try and get you active again. Um, <laughs> yeah, I just, was, I just wasn't sure what I wanted to do with it. So I was just like, um, yeah, I'm not sure how I'm feeling. So I'll, I'll just kind of let it go. You know, I had a decent time for my little bit in the Sixers. And then uh, you and I think Dren both messaged me. And I was just like, hey, there's a, there's a possibility there. Yeah, well, um, the thing is, is if people don't realize as well, me and Jen and Infidel are all on the same team in the Super Casual Football League. Um, 
I am the star quarterback, Colotone Shiomi, who's only had one, has not actually played a season yet in quarterback, and I'm making it up that I'm a star quarterback. Um, um, but yeah, essentially, so that that's how we know each other, and that's why we get talking. I know we speak about Phoebe in there a bit. Um, so yeah, like when I saw that, I was like, oh shit, I'm going to have to try and get you to come back, and I luckily got you back the day of the draft and just some updates, and I was like, um, I messaged I messaged Max and all like Max, I've got your player to come back active. Try and keep him active, and I'll try and do my best as well. Um, so that's it was something that I found uh, which were good at least. So now we're on to Kate. Um, I know. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so we we know we we both know that you going first wasn't a surprise, but. Does it still shock you that I was so confident, I guess is the word? Yeah, and I wrote my piece from Benito's perspective today, yeah. and he, you know, he was very shocked. And a lot of that is me channeling myself in that. Like, there were some amazing people out there. You passed over Max. like. Well, well, I can explain. Oh, why. Um, I can explain why we passed over Max. Um, okay. Max did. Max did something. Uh, this is no, no. It won't out bad. It would just. Um, Max did something on a tweet where he basically explained. Oh yeah, I saw that. Uh, yeah, he basically said, um, well, "But I, I will explain." I can't remember what it fully was, but essentially, if you look down the side of it, it's spelled. Um, it spelt um, demons. Um, he had already come to me and said, "I, I want to go to demons." Um, and obviously, for me, I didn't mind. I, I had my ideas of who I was going to take first already. But when he came to me and said that, I was like, I actually went to the demons and I went to him and went, "Look, I'm not going to take Max, but I can't promise you number two is not going to take Max." <clears throat> so I, I will basically just said to him, "Went, yeah, look here, right, if, if you want." To make sure you get Max, there's a chance that you might need to move up because I know Max has got um, history with the crabs, and I know the crabs are above demons, so like you might want to try and move up. Um, that's up to you. I don't know how Max has interviewed anyone else. I know Max is very open with me, um, so it's like, yeah, if you want to do it, here you go. Here's, here's basically here's the notice. Like I didn't say who we were taking. I just said we're not taking Max. Um, so if you want to try and get Max at number two, I mean, they waited, which obviously worked, but I basically, I just wanted to just oh. let know this. Yeah, I just wanted to let that thing know. It's like, yeah, here you go. Um, but yeah, I like you said, we passed up some good people with Max. Um, I mean... Yeah, just... and like, the more I've gotten to know the league, the better I've gotten to know this draft class. Like, the top ten were all incredible talent. Yeah, I'd say I'd say even more than that. I mean, like uh, there's people going up to the end of the second that were really good. Um, yeah. Because obviously we've got we got Mitch in the second, we got Power in the second, we got Rollo in the second. Like they're all going to be key pieces. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Is it? They're going to be key pieces now. Now, now, now. If we're going to talk about the draft thing that happened and I still don't understand how the hell it happened is I can't explain how the hell we got Diesel. <laughs> he's the number I one earner. I... He's the number one earner in the t- in, in TP for that the, for this draft class. And he went ninth. Right? Which um I know it made him upset, but for us like it's a win. Um like Diesel's great. Oh, it's a huge um, win. Oh, it's a huge. Diesel's great. It was great for us. I mean, um, there's a question later about did anyone get sniped? This is actually a question I've got given, and I'll answer that. I'll answer it in vagueish terms. Um, but essentially, um, um, when I saw certain things happen that happened, I was like, wait, so this means Diesel's going to be available? Um, and I was really confused. Um. And I also remember me and Gurin just like when he got there, we're like, okay, we're taking Gurin. Now we have to work out we're taking number ten. Um, um, so that were good. Um, but like I said, yeah, that was one of the weirdest uh, things for us. 
um, seeing Diesel there, and I'm like, yeah, that's that's it's going to be he's somebody we know is going to be one at best in class for earning um, and stuff like that. So it's just gaining him the right guidance and stuff like that for when it comes to um, his player and helping him with that. And obviously, at the minute, we don't have a spot for them on third base, but obviously, we can talk to the person we have in third base. We can talk to other people, see if we can like move things around um, and see where everyone can fit to the best of everyone's abilities. Um, and that's in the future anyway. So it's going to be an interesting few years for us, and I'm happy to be able to get to that. Um, so I'm going to ask you all a question. Uh, you, and I, I don't know if Infidel's here right now because he said they have to take out the puppy. So I'll ask, I'll ask Kate first, then Power, and then if Infidel's back, we'll ask him. Um, and I'll answer it myself as well. So is there anybody you're, you'll say at the minute in the draft that's just gone is going to be a steal that uh, you think is going to be a steal and they went lower than they should have majors or minors majors because I'm going to get to the minors question in a minute which is who do you think is a standout for first overall <laughs> Um, Honestly, hmm. I think Joe might just be the steal. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean that. It, yeah, to me, that's somebody I've got there. I mean, I, I've got in mind it goes right, and this is gonna sound <laughs> so weird because it's technically not a steal. It's just purely based on where they went. You can't class it as anything else but a steal, which is Diesel. Diesel at nine is a steal. After that, then it's power slash duo, yeah? Um, and then I also can say basically most of the players we got. Um, the fact that Mitch was still there at 16. Um, so I think some of them. Um, um, yeah, and then we've got there's some later picks that have got potential. So I, I feel like Motion's got some potential if we work with them and stuff like that. So... Um, power is anybody you would class as a, a steal for this draft? Uh, I'm quite new to this community, so I don't know everyone. But I think one of my teammates, Cedric Winters or Alaska Thirty Nine, is probably will going to be a steal. Oh yeah, Cedric Winters and um is actually someone that me and Infidel knows pretty well because it's Infidel's um co GM in the Super Casual Football League. And they're someone I know because obviously I'm on that team as well. But I'm pretty sure we both know each other through a team in the um, SHL called the Raptors. I'm sure we were on the Raptors together, which was a minors team. Um, that was back when my goalie like were breaking records. Um, but yeah, that's it's one of the things where I feel like uh, I, I feel like there's a lot of steals that have gone in that draft because. One of the things that people worry about now is we used to, we, at one point, we were getting um, draft classes like 100 plus players. Um, but when you, you know, broke it down, um, we were getting like maybe 30 people active out of it. And I feel like we've got a solid, like, I'd say 40 people out of this one, even though it's smaller. Um, so, yeah. So now um, I think Infidel's still gone. Um, so I'll ask these questions to them when they come back, but um, we're going to get on to the next year. Um, so, Kate, do you have any people who you were eyeing up for the first overall pick in the majors next year? Uh, yeah, I think I do. Um, it's a, a real long shot. And it'll be a real surprise. And I'm a bit biased because I know them. But I think Simple Hunter will be a huge earner and come out of nowhere as one of the last picks in the minor draft this year and be one of the top earners of the class. I have two. That I, I think are going to be high and I don't know if it's one of them, they're going to be high because they're actually earning very well. And that's M's Faith, um, which is Simon's wife. I feel like they're going I to be agree with high. M's too. 
yeah, I think they're going to be very high. And the other one I think is going to be high is an act- is another is another Swift Steed, which I think they're a Swift Steed. Anyway, I've not looked it up. It's just I've noticed they appeared in your locker room, which is Duck. Yes, they are a Swift Steed, and I agree yeah. they are also very active. I don't know what their earnings like, but I feel like their presence, if they're earning as well, will make them jump up in draft. Um, is one of the things. Um, so yeah, I mean, obviously we meet Scott. Was it got? I mean, you've got the pick. Um, so is there anyone that stood out to you, Power? As I said, uh, I'm new to this community, so I really can't say anything. But I hope someone from the dealers. <laughs> yeah, the dealers. Um, I mean, the dealers every year always have someone um, quite good. I mean, I'm gonna have a just quick look because I'm in the dealers uh, uh, Discord. Um, to see who the drafted because usually you can see him just jump in, can't you? Um, so they picked up some called Dong Wuhan, very poor taste. Um, um, yeah, so I don't know if they had many picks, I've just noticed they're not seeing. Oh, um, yeah, so that's the person who's already gone, but yeah, I, the thing with them with, with the Dillos is, is it seems like they go in, um, I forgot what it's called, like, like in, in blocks, um. I have just noticed at number 10, they picked a person called Montel Mag- Magalona, and they apparently the player is from the Philippines. So it would be interesting to see if that's actually a proper, per- like, you know, the users from the Philippines as well. Um, oh, from the inside as well, uh, which is Scotty Omega. I think they got drafted. Um, they're a very good user. I know them from the VHL. Um, apparently, I recruited them. Um, I don't remember it, but apparently I did. But then again, that seems to be my thing with a lot of people who I recruit. Uh, I get um, attributed for recruiting them, but then never realise it. Um, so yeah, that's we can go on to the questions. Um, I have some questions that people have asked. I mean, Kate's asked them. Kate's asked some of them. Um, and then we've got one from someone else. Um, if you want to answer it in like whatever way you can, this is to both of you. Uh, the, Obviously, if Chloe comes back, we'll ask them. Um, but, yeah, I'll, I'm just stalling for time right now so I get the questions up. Um, it says, were there any prospects um, Kashim was hoping to get that got sniped away at last minute? Um, this is obviously one for me. Uh, and you can answer if there's any prospects you... Would have liked to play away, I guess, would be the easiest way. Uh, so for me, um, for this is, yes, there was some prospects I got sniped away at last minute. Um, and that was more because we worked out how we expected the draft to go. And basically with Diesel dropping, it it changed the draft. Um, um, so like I said, like me and Gurin didn't expect to get Diesel at all. We didn't even expect him to be there. We expect him to have gone earlier, and as a result, chain events basically led to this play going. Um, and as a result, we didn't get them, but obviously we got Diesel, which was always a great thing. Um, and we also got um another we got another player. We got some other players that uh are quite are good as well. So it's just it's one of the things that yes, we would have liked to have a certain prospect, but like you always have backups anyway. So is there any prospects you you two would have liked to play with? Um, yeah, I'm trying to remember who it was, though. Well, obviously there was, um, Dogwood. I would have liked to have played with Dogwood Maple. Yeah. I forget his username. I think his, his username might be Dogwood Maple as well. But yeah, he's like, he's, I don't know, I really, like, appreciate the effort he's put forward on the forums and stuff. Yeah, Dogwood were a good earner. I mean, I'll let some behind-the-scenes things um, come out, which is, um, we thought about trying to consider, like, getting the second pick at one point. Um, and then we decided against it because we thought, well, it might be better to have all these, you know, um, parts that we can still um, get instead. 
but we did consider getting number two. Now, who we were going to take there was up in air. Uh, but I think that also played into the reason why we didn't try and go after the second pick is because like we decided none of us in the war room at the time could decide who number two should be. And then none of us at the same time could decide, well, this is what we should trade. Well, it's not like we couldn't decide we, this is what we should trade. We bit more, we more realistically decided if we do trade this stuff, then what are we going to lose um, in instead? Sorry about that. Okay, so now now you're back. I'll ask the questions that I've asked, which is, um, uh, we, uh, we, so I can just quickly go back, and then we'll get back to this. Uh, we'll get back to this question with power, which is um, anyway. So, um, infidel. Um, who would you say the biggest steal of the last uh, last major draft was? Of the last what draft? I'm sorry. Um, of the last majors, the one that you just went in. I don't. I honestly don't know the players enough to know. Um, hopefully me. You could. You could. Was it Cody? Could easily just cop out and just be like Alaska, because I know Alaska. <laughs> well, that's fair. I do know Alaska. Um, <laughs> but Alaska sucks. So I don't know if that's really all oh, that great of a deal. Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> oh, shit. Shade going against you, Cody. Yeah. <laughs> so power. Um, it would there have been any prospects you would have liked to play with. I don't know, but uh, what I can say is uh, I'm really happy that Dan King is here, you know, my fellow teammate in Delos. So, yeah, yeah I, I think I don't have any prospect that I would love to play. I think because now we've got Dan King and you, that's what, what that's you and him would have been shortstop and, two, uh, and second base. So, we've basically just taken that bit from the Delos. Um, so that's yeah, I, I didn't realize that. Um, I, I, when we did the I, when we were doing the draft, I don't think either has realized that either. So yeah, that's actually kind of interesting. So I'm um, I'm happy. I, I know that um, I saw in the Dillos um, when when King was announced that you mentioned that and that you're coming up with you're being Kashima with me, and I thought that was quite nice because it seemed like you were very happy. So um, Infidel, is there anybody you'd like to have played with? Um, from the last draft. I In terms of players? You... Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the Spidey sucks. Yeah, Alaska. Alaska. But other than that, I, I don't think I really knew all that many people going yeah. into the draft. So well, Max, even. You, you knew Max? Max oh, there. Max. Yeah. Oh, I forgot about Max was in this draft. Yeah, uh, definitely Max, too. Okay, so next one, which is. Uh, I will say, real okay. quick, just for the name alone, a cardboard cut out of Bear Cheater. Oh, yeah, oh yes, TLK. absolutely. See the problem, which I do know TLK pretty well, so that would have been a good one too. I, I know TLK, and Gurin knows TLK. We all know TLK, but the problem is, is there was no point of drafting them; they would have just gone back to crabs. It's sort of like how, like, because the thing is, we got we were talking about it last draft with Dren, um, which is realistically Dren would have ended up coming to Kashima at some point. So, like, when do we use? Do we should we use a first or? second or do we just wait for third and stuff like that and then it just came about like for me personally like we took her in for in end at first which i don't mind i think she's a great player she's going to be a great player going forward um and the one thing i will say is because we picked up dren i was able to in the third pick up troy pressing so it's still worked out fine for us because we've got a player that we might have not been able to get and they've really kicked on since um that okay so now we're on to Kate's questions, which is, what do you think, who, who do you think, I'm guessing is, is the most underrated pick of Kashima's made this year? Um, I wouldn't say it's underrated. But, and, it, and this is not just because they're in the podcast, but I think the most important pickup for us this season um, is power. We've got a massive need for shortstop. Um, our one we just had, Rove, has retired. They weren't great anyway as a shortstop. It, they're supposed to be designated hitter, but um, we weren't able to. But I feel like um, the potential with power <clears throat> makes them one of the best that we're going to be able to move forward with. 
Um, um, if you're looking at later rounds, um, I feel like another one that we've got is um, also Ken Wheatfall. Because they're earning pretty well, but they want to be a closer, so it's that kind of thing. So I think Power is our most underrated pick for this season. Um, so um, anyone else want to choose a... Anyone else got an idea? I agree with you. I think it's power. Yeah, I, I have to say it's me. <laughs> <laughs> and Infidel's not got a clue, so he'll just agree. Um, well, I think it's me, because I don't know anybody else. <laughs> I just told you what it was in Colwyers. <laughs> right, so it's obviously me. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. <laughs> <laughs> You work it out by deduction. One of right, exactly. Me. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, my throat's going now. Um, so the next question is, how many seasons until you see Kasima being a serious contender? Okay. So this is hard because the difference between obviously contender, serious contender. So I see as being a contender around season 24, 25, you know, getting to the playoffs. Um. And then I see around about 26, 27 uh, for us still to be building, but a definite playoff team. Um, and then 27, maybe 28, that's the seasons that we'll be contending with this group. Um, obviously, hopefully we can do what these big teams like DVS are doing, where um, you keep bringing in talent. Because one thing that DVS does, I've noticed, is they always hold on to the first round pick. They always go after people in free agency. Um, and stuff like that, and they always have people to replace people. Now, that's something I've noticed a lot of teams aren't doing. I don't want to be one of those teams. I want to be a team that is ready for any incident. And when I say that, I mean, like, for example, let's say um, Dan King doesn't pan out, for example, yeah? I want to be ready for having that person to come in, slot in there, or let's say, Dan, let's say someone else uh, reti- uh, decides they're leaving. I want that person to be then be like, okay, well we've got this person slotting in, um, and that, that's my that's my philosophy is make sure you've got enough to build around and keep building and not just have like this short window. Um, so I, I I would say there is a build going on, um, and I feel like we will be in the playoffs by the end of, um, maybe t- we'll be in playoff talks. I hope by our fifth season in the league. Um, four for fifth. Um, so that'd be what, S25, I want to say? 26? Um, but yeah. And how do you see it? Because obviously you're new, so like, you're new, so I'd like to know about how y'all think about that. My opinion is, now, to be fair, I've only been in the locker room for about two days now. But the locker room is great. So my first instinct is if people know that the locker room is great, they know that the uh, the, the plan is there um, to, to build and, and grow, um, the possibility of then picking up free agents um, who are interested in a good locker room environment and the possibility of getting onto a team that's right on the cusp, uh, I say three seasons before you're in the hunt. Yeah, that that is. Uh, how about that's you, a, Kate? That's about how I see it. I mean, we've got about three seasons of growth before our batters are pretty much right in the hunt for, you know, being solid hitters. Our pitchers are going to be mostly okay there, except for you. You'll be in your prime. Yeah, and then. We'll be contending for playoff spots at that point, I think. Three seasons. Oh, yeah. I, I think it, like if we're going to do it from the beginning of the thing, the plan was essentially by fourth, fifth season in the league. That is one where we're going to look for playoff, trying to get into it. So, like, that would fit if you're going from this year. So, yeah. Um, um How about you, Paul? Because obviously, like I said, it's new players, uh, new Yeah, I think I have to say maybe around fourth or fifth season, because I think this draft is might be the golden generation of Kashima. I think. Um, um, 
the one thing I will say is this year we had 10 picks. Last year we had less, but at the same time, like the thing that we've done now for the last two seasons, which um, if you're not if you're not being me, you've probably not noticed, is we've had three picks in the in the first um two round in the first round for last um two drafts. And then this next coming draft, we've got a potential of having two first round picks again, or the year after that, two first round picks, because we apparently don't understand why not to stock up on picks. Um, but yeah, so that's that. So yeah, it's interesting to hear your lot's take on it, and it, it, it's good to hear that it's the same as the GMs. Um, now this says, do you see any team ever challenging the dominance of DVS in terms of long-term success? Um, I, obviously, I hope we can. Um, I hope that what we build would be the same. Um, the, the, it's it's hard to explain because like people so like long term success and this is the thing is like how do you measure success is it the just done on how many trophies you win um because if it is then maybe maybe not who knows because it's simlock is it due to how many games you actually win in um in season because if if you look at that that that's already happened with crabs um in the past. So it's this kind of thing in it where it's like what 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 does it mean by dominance? Like I hope we can. And I believe we can if we keep building like we are. Um Well, I think part of it is like if you consider the professionalism of DVS, the allure they hold for free agency, the championships, like they've got it all in one package. However, what and I, they've they've been rolling for years. Do you want to know what it is though, as well? And I will say this, and I have no problem saying this. It always feels like that they get bailed out though by other teams. That I, I think that. So, like for example, they had a player that they wanted to get rid of um, because they didn't have space for him, and he was a cap hit um, called Roto Wash, um, and then. They traded him um, and got a second for him. Um, obviously, you're losing the cap hit, and then you're able to bring in a different player. And with people keep doing that, then they get bailed out. And then this season, they would have been at the cap if we stuck with the normal cap. Um, and then we raised the cap, so then they've been bailed out again. So it's like, yes, there is that kind of thing, but there is also a, pro- a thing where people seem to be bailing them out with certain problems. You know what I mean? Like, they wouldn't have been able to bring... Yeah. If these things didn't happen, they might have not been able to bring in these free agencies. And it's it's the free agents and stuff like that. So it's like, it's a double-edged sword. So yeah, you can say, well, this is what DVS is known for. But it, it, for me, it's also... Yeah, but there's this. Um, so it's like, for me... Um, so for me... Okay. I guess for me, like, the thing is, is um, I want to be built in a different way to them like so um i'll get a bit this one to the next question which is um which is what makes them different and i i that's where i feel like we're gonna go when this is why i hope we succeed but like um i don't know i feel like uh the minute dvs is the joke of the league but in like not in a bad sense if that makes sense like the joke is everybody goes there to win a championship. Does that make sense? it's like a weird joke, but it's a joke. Like, do you know what I mean? Um, that, that that's the New York Yankees joke. Yeah, yeah. And then you've got like uh, different jokes like that of Bantley, and it's like, but the problem is, is no one's seems to be going. Oh wait, why is this happening and stuff like this? And obviously, like I said, caps going up, caps going down. Um, so it'll change everything. We're just an expansion, so they could have lost some players that will cost him a bit. And for me, no problems whatsoever uh, with it. I hope that we can take that dominance away. Um, and I see us being able to, and I see them being a team that can... It's weird because there is going to be a downfall of them. Yeah. and it's, But the thing is, is their downfall is not going to be as big as people expect. So I feel like they'll have, a, like, let's say, a, a bad season. And when I say a bad season, I mean a bad season in terms of a DVS season. But I still feel like they'll make the playoffs. Um, 
because they're able to like because obviously they're going to be losing their catcher soon, but they're going to have a catcher come up and take over. They're going to be losing this other position, but they've got these other people to pick up and take over because, like I said, they keep their draft picks. Um, so like yeah, so that's what my thing is. It's basically, it's a team that is built well, um, and it's continuously keeping built well. And if you looked at the last draft, they just got a load of recreates as well. So, to some people, that means guaranteed a guaranteed thing. But like, when I look at the recreates, um, the ones they got was it, it. Some people have already been to DVS, so they know the environment and stuff like that. So for me, I think DVS is a great organization that I want to take down. I want to be part of the group that takes them on head on and takes them out. That's why I'm so excited about our young core here. That's why I'm so excited about what we did in this last draft. I think we nailed it in this draft, and I think we have the future to take on DBS. That's exactly what I wanted to hear when I asked that question for you to be like, I think we can do it. Because I agree with you 100%. I think we can. Like yeah, because like I said, that to me goes into the um, to the next question as well, which like what makes you different. My thing, which I think makes us different, definitely at the minute, is I I've always been a person who's never had the fear that I know some other people do of going out of my way and picking a, a person who's brand new to the league. Um, that obviously is not a thing that's going to make us different to other teams because obviously other teams do that. But like, what I'm trying to say is, I guess like, I have no problems doing it like like we just did with Kate, where it is, we've got the first overall pick. This person to me is going to be someone that fits in this team well and stuff like that. I could probably have traded down, but what's the point? Because I know that person fits. Why risk it? Um, the other thing which I think actually makes us a Different built team, um, and this sounds um, odd, but I feel like we're truly international. If that makes sense, so like we've got we've got Americans, Canadians, British, some uh, people from Asia, um, some Europe, some other different Europeans. So I feel like we're the truly international team. If that makes sense, um, and that helps with locker totally room. Does. It helps with locker room because. Um, Someone's always on to talk. Um, so yeah, I, I agree with you. Sick. I think Kashima being an international team is great, and it, having international players is great. Just in this podcast, we span what three quarters of the globe. Yeah, I think like all that we're missing really is like Africa. So we've got a US. Um, North. We're missing obviously. We're missing South America, but we've got North America, um, Europe, and Asia. So it do, yeah, so like it is. It's one of the things where I do like is having this um, spread. I think that we're going to be a good team going forward, like I've mentioned. Um, but where I feel like we, um, another thing that we stand out on. And and this, I don't know what y'all feel about this, but I feel like the one thing, and this is like such a minor detail, but I feel like people don't put enough effort into the branding of the team. Now, this sounds a bit weird, but like a team identity. So like obviously you've seen the team um, signatures I make, and I make icons throughout the season. Um, and I also do a bit more when it comes to doing the signings, um, signing sheets for people. And I always wish that other teams did a bit more of that because I feel like that definitely when you're on this you know, team we are now, like where we're, we're building up, I feel like that kind of thing sort of helps because it shows that I've taken time out of my day to try and make something for a new player. And it's like, look, you're valued even if you wanted to go somewhere else, you're valued here. I yeah. Yeah. I think one of the main attraction from Kashima is the unique identity. You know, I think it will attract many players, especially from around the globe. Not all. 
So, um, Infidel, anything you want to add on that one? Yeah, I, I like what you, you've built in in terms of a locker room, in terms of time zones and and international. Um, can't think of the word I'm trying to use, but um, you, you get where I'm going with that. Um, yeah. I, I like being able to wake up at the early morning hours I wake up at, and there's actually people online to talk to, which is really nice. Yeah, it's one of the things. That, the other thing that I've tried to do, because I was like, I said, I, I was a minus GM. Um, I've been through minors and majors um, for um, obviously with teams and stuff, and I've seen how minors and majors teams are uh, managed differently. And I've tried to take the minors approach, which is um, in the minors, I feel like people care about the player, uh, the actual user more than the player. Now, this could just be coming from me, but it's just something I've noticed that I wanted to keep that going through. So, like, I want everyone who's on my team, even not, even if you're not on the team, you're just listening to podcasts, like, if you have a problem or anything like that, that I want them to know that if they need someone to talk to, I'm there for that. I want us to be known as well as the mental health positive team, if that makes sense. Like, you're not going to be turned away no matter what you have um, like and stuff like that, and anyone's accepted and stuff like that. Um, but that's just more of a... Um, I guess a social thing, um, and that's a thing that I want to build towards myself because um, I know what it's like to feel rejected in those situations. Um, so yeah, the next next question. Right, this is the final two questions, and then we can wrap up. Um, and these are for me, as it sounds. But so, why didn't you keep Nazhamed? This was from Michael Dion. Um, so this is simple. Um, Nas Hamed had one year left on the contract. I think it would have been this season. And basically, we had been in a situation where the off-season, we had to bring in some signings for them to see the the, the way the, league, the team were going to go um, for their window. They Basically, from what we, we, we guessed, is that we hadn't done enough um, now we don't know if we did or not. We had spoken to um, Harfe before the trade, um, during the trade, and stuff like that. So, like, he was in, involved in the every aspect of the trade. Um, and essentially, when we, we helped him find a new place, because we said to him, Is it oh, if we trade you, we'll look through these places, we'll give you the places that have offered to us, and then we'll work out the deal and stuff like that. Um, so, he uh, uh, ended up in Nola. Um, and what people don't know is he's swapping to a third baseman. So he's not a catcher anymore um, and stuff like that. So um, we basically tried to put him in the best position possible um, for him to thrive elsewhere just because we, we didn't feel like we were we could have re-signed him. So um, why not get picks back um, uh, and stuff like that. We got some players that are inactives, but realistically that was just a cap dump so they could take on Arfie but it's for us we we potentially got a second round pick we got a second round pick guaranteed and we got a potential first or a third so when you think about that for a player who could walk in free agency it's simple isn't it really um, and definitely like we've said already we would have had the issue of having to deal with what we're going to do with Kate and Harfie going forward anyway it just made it easier to decide, well, here we go. If if we can get this situation where both of them are happy, like happy in the new team, then we do the trade. Um, and, and genuinely, we're just trying to accommodate them as a player. Um, I don't think that trade was anything other than a we try and do the best for the player, really. Now... The second one is why go so light on pitching in the first round of the draft? Seems like it seemed to be a lot of potential create, uh, uh, positional creates for next year's draft. Right now, I'm guessing this person didn't see last year's draft, right? And if they did, they'd understand why we went so light on it. Um, so for this draft, um, we picked up in the first round, we picked up Connie Ingham, their starting pitcher. Last draft, we picked up. Jennifer Tarving, uh, no, one Jennifer Tarvington, that were a, a farm player, Ivy Leaf and um, Herbie Farnsworth. Both of those are starting pitchers. My players are starting pitcher, 
and I am a um, season seventeen, so I'm not even I'm not near aggression for a bit. So basically, we've got another we've got Rolo, and then we've got some relief pictures. Now, realistically, we don't know where Rolo's going to play right now, but real what we could do is throw him in pen, wait till Ivy Grass, and then they're going. Um, stuff like that, or one of them don't pan out. But th this is the thing, it's like, the reason why we didn't go it is we had more positional needs. Uh, and pitching, yes, it is important, but when, like we said, in the last first round, we got two solid earners in Herbert and Ivy, you know that, well, realistically, I need one. Um, so you can do that kind of thing. I mean, for me, first round overall, like I said, were, were uh, a given. Um, and then when Diesel's there at nine, it, you've got to take them. Um, so I think yeah, we did. I think we did better. We I I we did better in my opinion. Did better than we could ever have hoped for in that first round. Um, so yeah, um, that's that for why we took that. And yeah, there's a lot of positional players for next season, but. Um, you don't know how many of them are going to stay active. You don't know how many are going to stay active in needs that you have. Um, but I feel good for the team, like I said. So, um, anybody got any questions they'd like to ask me or another other person on the podcast or anything like that? I have one. Okay, who's Should I? It's for you. Okay. Should I have pancakes or waffles for breakfast? Okay, so this is obviously the most important question. What kind of waffles? The kind, you, the kind you eat? Well, no, there's two different kind of waffles. That's why I'm asking what kind. Belgian. Okay, um, pancakes. Okay, I'll make pancakes then. Do you know why I'm asking? Because over here we have potato waffles. Hmm. Um, and, yeah, they're great. So, But, yeah, pancakes. Um, anyone else? It sounds like that's everybody. Um, um, thanks for everybody for coming today and listening. Um, we had a bit of technical issues at the beginning, um, but overall, it's been a good talk, and it's been good to talk to new players because um, I always like getting and talking to them because obviously this is going to help them out with some money as well. Um, but it also helps me as a GM get to know them. Um, I really wish I could get Gurren to be on some of these, but it. He's always busy when I get to being able to record. Um, but yeah, overall, um, everyone, thanks for coming um, and thanks for listening. Yeah, thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. And goodbye. Thanks for listening. If you are not yet a member of PBE and would like to learn more, visit us online at www.probaseballexperience.jcink.net.